something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to Project Shadow episode number 562 of Angels and Inhumans. I'm author C.E. Dorset, but you can call me Eric. And today we have a lot to talk about and I'm going to start with the weirdness in audio quality. As I've explained on the last two episodes, I've recently moved back to recording in my office and I'm trying to get the mic and everything set up just right to get the most out of this setup and uh yesterday i'm sorry the episode kind of sounded like it was recorded in a tin can um except for not quite as metallic it was a little more muffled than i would like it to be i'm working on it i'm trying something different today hopefully today is better let me know what you think we're i am constantly trying to improve the sound quality of this podcast so on we go we start with some scary but good news, at least as of the recording of this podcast, Harrison Ford has been injured in a plane crash in Santa Monica. He was flying a a plane that's been described as a vintage two-seater. It was a training World War II jet. I mean, a plane? Wasn't a jet. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but apparently... Something went wrong, and they crashed into the Penmar Golf Course in Venice, California. As far as we know, he has um, suffered multiple gashes in his head, and he was bleeding. He was reported to be in serious condition. According to reports from his son, um, that he did, did, um, well, family, he did walk away from the crash and is described as critical, but doing okay. Um, He's better characterized as being in serious condition because of the lacerations to his head and possible fractures. We'll be keeping an eye on this, and hopefully he'll be alright, because, yeah, this is not a good thing. So, I was right. His son did tweet at the hospital, Dad is okay battered but okay he is every bit the man you would think he is he's an incredibly strong man so our thoughts and prayers go out to you Harrison Ford get better soon and hopefully everything will go well with that so we'll be keeping an eye on that and letting you know as we find out more John Berriman who y'all know I love Got a thing, soft spot in my heart for John Merriman, and I'm really excited because I'm going to get to meet him soon. <laughs> um, but that's a whole other story. Be looking for that when I do a convention update. Um, <laughs> for those of you in the know, you know what conventions he's going to be at. You might have a clue where I'm going to be in August. Enough said. Anyway, John Berman, who you may know from Arrow, he plays Malcolm Merlin, Malcolm Merlin, Malcolm Merlin on that, and he, of course, was Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who and Torchwood. He is going to be executive producing and starring in a new miniseries based on a short story called The 49th Key, published in Heavy Metal Magazine, the most recent issue 
of Heavy Metal Magazine. That's issue number 273. This story sounds remotely interesting. It basically picks up on the story of Enochian Magic, which was founded by John D., who he and a friend claimed were talking to angels and learning the secret angels of language of the angels. And of course they were given the keys to the watchtowers of the universe. And if the keys were ever pronounced properly, it would open the gates between this world and the angelic realm and the end of days would be upon us. You know, fun stuff. Um, by the way, he was, uh, a, uh, advisor to the queen. So before you just write John D off as crazy, he, he had political power, so bear that in mind as we go forward. Um, okay, so the story is basically about a rogue archaeologist and a young autistic mute boy who are traveling through England trying to get him home, only to discover that the boy is the key to the gateway between our world and that of Enochia, a magical society that exists below the Earth's surface, filled with fantasy creatures and highly advanced humans. It sounds interesting. I haven't read the story yet. I'm going to have to get my hands on a copy of this issue of Heavy Metal and read it. But I, I'm, I'm curious and definitely looking at watching it. Uh, what am I saying? Looking at watching it. It's got John Barrowman in it, so of course I'm going to watch it. It would be nothing but dishonest for me to even pretend that I wouldn't watch something that John Barrowman was in. Yeah. It does sound interesting. I want to thank the people over at The Hollywood Reporter who gave us this story. Uh, I don't know. It, the, John Barrowman has worked with these people before. They're the people that helped him put together the Torchwood Web of Lies digital series. So... We'll see how this comes out. I don't see it attached to any particular channel or anything, so I'm not sure how they're going to release it. Um, yeah, so we'll have to wait for that as well. But it sounds interesting. Love me some fantasy stories. See how that works. Now... For our spoiler-filled part of the episode, we are about to talk about the new episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Aftershocks. So if you have not seen it yet and you are afraid of spoilers or you just don't like spoilers or whatnot, now might be the time to pause the episode because we're going to get a little spoilery, including possibly even uber-spoilery, as we discuss what might be happening behind the scenes to make this happen. So, okay, can to give you a second. Okay, so everybody's still with me? Alright, here we go. So, the big question that this episode answers was, what happened? Okay, so we have, if, if it wasn't confirmed, I was hoping that there would be some way that they would bring Trip back from the dead. I didn't think they were going to do it, but this really confirmed that Trip is dead. So... That, that's sad. He was one of my favorite characters on the show. It's really hard to see him go, but we'll, you know, he will be missed. But I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing with him in future. But, you know, I'm sorry, I meant the actor, not the character. But it, it was really sad, really sad for that confirmation. Seeing his remains in a wheelbarrow 
oh, that just kind of destroyed me a little bit. So we'll have to see what's going on with that. We got confirmation that Bobby is involved in something really shady. I got really excited because early on she tells this story about them being in a support group. And I got all excited because I was like, I really like Bobby. I don't want Bobby to turn into a villain and then have to go away. And maybe she's not lying. And she's lying. And that's really going to come back to bite her. Because... Unless it's a half-truth, and even then it's going to come back to bite her, because she has lied to her man so much, and he's always expecting her to pull an angle on him. And this just confirms that she is. She's playing him for something. When that camera, that well, that laser searcher sensor thing, popped out of the model and scanned the room looking for Fury's toolbox... And then, of course, that they're about to put everything into motion. They need to contact and blah, 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 blah. Or, sorry. It's hard for me to talk about because I don't want it to be true. I like the character. I like the character a lot. I know everybody's got to have their own secret agendas and secret motives. And I'm hoping that this is not a ultra-villainous thing. There's part of me that's really hoping that she is not going to be involved with Hydra. And we'll talk about what happened to Hydra in a second. But I, I, I'm i kind of ready for the Hydra stuff to go away for a little bit, just because I'm really, really interested in all of the inhuman stuff that they're doing. And the way they kind of dealt with Hydra in this episode was very final. I mean, to see Coulson go crazy. I mean, he just goes bat crap crazy, and it's time to destroy destroy them and the way they use Bakshi to get into the secret ruling council of Hydra and eliminate them leaving only Baron Von Strucker around as far as we know and of course Baron Von Strucker is going to be in Age of Ultron at least that's my assumption that he's going to be in Age of Ultron because you know last time we saw him he was there with the Mind Gem and Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch, so I can only assume that that's going to be the impetus for creating Ultron, is to stop him in that, so it was it was a beautiful, beautiful revenge plot on the part, part of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they essentially did to Hydra what Hydra did to S.H.I.E.L.D. They used them against them, and it was it was beautiful. It was seamless. It was, it was gorgeous. It was wonderful to watch. And then there's Reyna. Reyna is one of the more interesting characters on the show. I've loved her for a very long time. I do love the idea that the flower has thorns now. I, she kept talking about how ugly she was and that she was a hideous monster. She actually reminded me of one of my favorite characters from the book Cabal or the movie Nightbreed who had the quills all over her body like that. Actually, they were a lot longer, and she went around naked because of it. But I, I don't. I personally don't think she's ugly, but I have a strange taste when it comes to beauty and whatnot. 
And I was also interested in her because the way they described what she looks like, she reminded me it's one of my of one of my favorite races from Earth Dawn, the Blood Elves, which I often played, who to survive the horrors cast a ritual on themselves in their land and these thorns rip through their body and they're in constant pain, making them of absolutely no use to the horrors. And to have her describe her self as being in constant pain and seeing the thorns ripping through her body really kind of reminded me of the blood elves in a way that I really like. So the question is, who is Raina and what did Raina become? I've put a link in the show notes to a wonderful little YouTube video to explain to, that kind of goes into this and explores this. And I... I, I, I don't know if they're right or not, because there's a good chance that Reyna is a character that none of us have ever seen and that we're not going to see in the comics until they come around and decide to add her to the comics. But their theory is that she is Naja. And I'm going to let you watch the video for them, for you to go through their logic. I think their logic is pretty interesting. It's a really short video. It's like two minutes, uh, five minutes to watch. It's a really interesting, interesting idea that she is this character, Naja. Now, apparently, Naja is a new character. She hasn't been around that long. She was introduced into the Marvel 616 um, Earth as a inhuman that came about during the, you know, after the Terrigen bombs, bomb went off and uh, revealed a lot of people's power. Um, now some of the interesting things about her, the things that they look at that makes them think the most that she's Naja is the quills on the, for hair, which she shares with this character and the clawed hands, which she also shares with this character. Um, I'm going to read to you from the Marvel Wikia, which is a really short paragraph on her history. Naja was a new human who helped Inferno and Flint sneak back into new at um, Etelan to check in, um, to check on Inferno's sister, Gabrielle, after the unspoken usurped the throne from Queen Medusa. With help from Vinatos, Naja and the, uh, the others forced the unspoken in battle, um, faced the unspoken in battle, and were able to beat him after Flint destroyed the Terrigen Crystals. In the, in his weakened state, Naja knocked him out. Now, she is interesting because she apparently has the powers of invisibility and flight. And can change... She doesn't really become invisible so much as she can bend light and kind of produce it. Um, negative emotions like fear makes her body illuminate in bright colors. And when she feels positive emotions... She can render her body invisible in order, you know, for camouflage. Um, this character, though, has wings under her arms that let her fly. So, that may or may not be who she is. I, I think that there's some visual um, similarities between this character and the character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but... I am, I don't know, I'm not 100% on 
whether or not I think that this is her, I, I think it's a good guess because, you know, they do change the characters a lot when they make them for television and whatnot. By the way, I'll link to this Wikia article on the same page as the vi um, video so that you can go check it out there. But uh, I don't know. I think she may be someone completely new. Mainly because towards the end of the episode, when she is all frightened, she's planning to commit suicide. Now, while I did not notice her body producing light, it was rather dark when she did it, and she was trying to walk out in traffic, and all the traffic seemed to notice her and weave out of the way. So she may have become more visible to them. I, I don't know. I mean, you could kind of see how that scene would justify this theory and give credence to her powers, but I didn't see her flash. I didn't see her have any great light effects around her or anything. And I didn't see her become invisible, but she wasn't really in a happy place throughout the entire episode. What we have seen is that she can use her claws very effectively to kill people, and she has been abandoned by Mr. Hyde. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see where she goes. There's a big part of me that hopes that Reyna is in, in a new character just because she's so fascinating. And while Naja looks interesting from what I've seen, and I'm going to be reading more about her. Apparently she first appeared in the comic series Infinity and then in Inhuman, both of which are either available in their entirety or in part over at Marvel Unlimited. And so I'm going to be checking those titles out, but I don't, I don't know, I, I, I think it's a good guess, but I, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know that I'm buying it a hundred percent at this point, because if she is Naja, they, they seem to have really changed her power set, or at least that's what it feels like to me, but I may be wrong. It could be her. We'll have to see exactly what the producers end up doing with her in the end. But as of right now, I, I, I feel that she's a new character. And I really hope that Bobby and Mac aren't doing something really stupid. I mean, that really worries me. Because I like them, and Mac has been such a helpful, beneficial character on the show that if he turns out to be a villain, and I'm hoping that that's not what it is, that it's just like a splinter group that are trying to figure out what's going on. Because if you actually follow Bobby's story arc, she has had a few moments. I mean, if, if you remember when they go to Puerto Rico for the first time and they're planning on destroying the Cree city, right? She is genuinely surprised that he is not wanting to take the weapon for himself. And she does remark, wow, you're not Fury, are you? And what I think might be going on is they may have some kind of weird revenge fantasy, and they're hoping that this thing will teach them how to find Fury, which it probably wouldn't, as Fury's not that dumb. But, I don't know, I don't want Mac and Bobby to end up being villains. I really, I don't want that. Not that what I want really matters much. I mean, I've never received a letter from the producer saying, Hey, what do you think? Do you think we should do this? 
So, but I, I hope that's not what it is. I really hope that's not what it is. But we'll have to wait and see. Ay, 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 ay. It's been a good show, though. If you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you really should be. It's really, really good show. Season 1 is up in its entirety over at Netflix. So, give it some time. It takes a little bit for it to establish its characters, because it has a lot of characters. But about halfway through the season, it really gets going. Because they need you to understand the setting, they need you to understand the world... And they actually take their time to build that up and let you under, you know, get you to where you need to be. And a lot of shows don't do that. So it's one of my favorite shows on TV right now. But I don't want Bobby and Mac to be villains. But before I go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about that for way too, too long, which I probably already have done, I just have one last thing that I want to point out. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a wonderful video of Star Trek meets Metal! This is one of my favorite, favorite geeky guitarists who does a lot of these X meets metal and basically does a cover of its uh, theme song, but in a metal way. You may remember a while back we shared his Doctor Who meets metal, and his Star Trek meets metal is, as my husband says, badass. And I don't know of another word for it, even though I'm not a big pop, big fan of that word. Um, it, it is. Definitely worth checking out. And that, of course, will be in the show notes, which you can find either at projectshadow.com or at the projectshadowagenda.com. So, definitely check that out. I had a lot of fun today trying to put this together. I've been working on a new story. I've been, it's called Sands of Time. It's going to be a prelude to the novel that I'm working on. I'm really glad that I did, did this, and I'll talk about that a little bit more probably on tomorrow's show as I'm working on this. But I've got... I'm, I'm, narrowing it down, working on the outline. Hopefully it'll be done in the not-too-distant future. For anybody who wants this novelette, because i got to stop saying short stories, it's going to be a novelette. Um, it's actually going to probably be a little bit longer than some of the other novelettes that I put out, like um, the Liquid Sky books. It's probably going to be actually a little bit bigger than those. And I'm going to be giving it away for free to all the subscribers of my newsletter. So if you're not a subscriber, head over to projectshadow.com and you can sign up there and you'll be able to keep up with everything that's going on in the project. And as soon as the story is finished, you'll get a free copy to you sent out as part of the, the newsletter. So definitely check that out. Do that. Become more involved in the project. Let me know what you think and what you want us to be working on, especially what you want me to be working on, because, you know... You guys are the reason why I'm here, and I'm so thankful to all of you. You can sign up for the newsletter over at projectshadow.com. Well, that's it for me today. I will talk to you later. Have the fun. Bye.